Hi there, a quick note before the episode begins. Did you know that Mija has her own audiobook with exclusive and brand new material? It's called Mija Podcast, the audiobook, an exclusive and never-before-heard collection of memoirs and reflections by her creator, Lori Martinez, about what it meant to turn her own migration story into a fiction series. When you get Ochenta's audiobooks, you're directly supporting our independent audio series productions. You can find it on Libro.fm, Apple Books, Google Play, Storytel, BookBeat, and on your favorite audiobooks app. Also available in Spanish and French. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ten minutes is very little time. But in those ten minutes, you've discovered the ins and outs of my family their joys, and their sorrows. You've laughed, maybe cried, and heard the stories of this immigrant family from me. Now that you've heard all about them, I want to tell you about me and how I became Micha or Binti in Arabic, Bilarabi. I am the daughter of those alive, those long gone, and those still dreaming. And here's what you need to know about me. I'm Egyptian, which means I wear my heart on my sleeve, I'm honest, forgiving, and a little loud, and I love telling stories, especially dramatic ones. I am my mother's daughter. I am Mija. So, here we go, 10 minutes to tell you my story. I'm two years old, holding Muna's hand, walking through a street market in Alexandria. I hear men and women yelling and laughing and living. It is a sweet symphony of chaos to my young ears. You see, despite their years abroad, Abdu and Muna go back to Egypt often. After Omar was born, they went back for a whole month. And every year after that, we would go back and stay at our grandparents' homes in Alexandria. They wanted the first sounds Omar and I could remember to be those of their home, of El Beit. Every morning we ate full medemmis and falafel, washed down with a steaming hot cup of shea belaban, milk and tea. Omar and I would devour it, along with freshly baked bread. We would stand on long lines to fetch Aish Baladi, pita bread, every morning. Then we would go play in front of the house as my aunt watched over us from the balcony, cigarette in hand, gossiping with other women on the block. When we would come back to London, the hot breezes of Egypt's coast were replaced by this. But they quickly became 
سليمان في تأشيرة دخول للوطن بطولة علي حسنين سمير وحيد لبنى الشيخ Because when we weren't in Egypt, Abdul and Mona brought Egypt to us. That said, we still grew up in London. And in the early 2000s, all I ever saw of Arabs on Western television were terrorists, sheikhs, and exotic dancers. Islamic terrorist groups in Egypt and, and at school, when the teachers talked about North Africa, they'd ask us what it was like, even though we were born and raised in the UK. So I strained my curls and tried to speak proper English, making sure my Arabic didn't slip out when I was out and about. I assimilated real hard. But Muna forbade English at home so we wouldn't forget our mother tongue. And at one point, when Omar gets into watching hip-hop videos, Abdu says we can only watch Arab TV for a whole month. They were always worried we'd forget who we were. As we grew older, we thought they were being a little crazy. But when Omar left for New York, you bet the things he missed the most were Abdu's music and Muna's incense. In fact, for his first birthday away from home, I gave him a Walkman with a mix CD full of Abdu's music for the long train rides home. When he left, a lot changed for me. I was expected to be the exemplary British-Egyptian daughter, home by seven for dinner, become a doctor or a lawyer, have a real career, and reminded constantly of what others might think of my actions. After Omar left over breakfast, Abdu would say, don't disappoint me like your brother. Find a good job. Marry a good Muslim man. It's all I ask. Muna didn't say much at these times, except that she'd heard Omar was doing just fine. At the same time, I was struggling to come to terms with who I was. As a young Muslim woman in a very anti-Muslim society, I began wearing the veil at age 15. It was a choice I made myself to feel closer to God. But it came with a lot of changes too. One summer, while walking down Regent Street in London with a friend, a man pulled off my hijab right there in the street. I didn't know what to do. I was so speechless as my friend yelled and chased him down. A fellow Muslim woman saw and covered me with her cardigan while I pulled it back on. It changed everything for me. I felt violated and yet when I went home, Muna and I prayed together and it gave me strength. I knew then that everything would be okay. But I was still afraid. Afraid to follow my dreams, afraid to fully be myself. I passed my A-levels and applied to uni Omar's weekly calls made New York seem like a dream. So despite my fears, I secretly apply 
to Parsons New School for a fashion degree. That's right, I followed in Grandpa Marzu's footsteps. I always admired how his old hands could manipulate such delicate fabric. And what really got me was this. Marzu was also really worried we'd lose sight of who we were. On like a whole other level. When I was born, he started making scarves for me. One for each birthday with hieroglyphics on it each time we went back home. I'd wait impatiently as he sewed another symbol onto each. Slowly, a message started to appear. He did it every year until I turned 18. When he finished it, it was around when I got my acceptance letters. The world was my oyster. I could stay in England, go to Egypt, or go to New York. I had no idea what to do. I was so frustrated that I took Marzut's scarves and threw them in the air. When they landed, I started to see this message. The life you lead will not be easy. But as my youngest grandchild, my greatest desire for you is that you follow your dreams and have a full and happy life with the ones you love. Wherever you are in the world, know that Allah is watching over you. So I moved to New York to do just that, with Marzut's scarves, Dawlat's strength, Muna's incense and Abdu's music, Sharif's and Omar's courage, and the love and support of my ancestors, I left. I arrived at JFK to find Omar waiting for me with his new fiancé. That first night, they took me out to a nice restaurant in the village. We laughed and caught up. But like Gidda when she first arrived in London, I felt something was missing. I told Omar to take me to a place where I could hear our music. And he laughed. He said, that's one hour away. I said, I didn't care. So we hopped on the A train, switched the R, and got off on Steinway Street. Little Egypt. After graduation, I apprenticed with a local designer to design clothes that integrated both of my identities, as a Muslim and Egyptian woman. And I never left. That was 12 years ago. Nothing like the hijab incident happened to me in New York. But not everything was always so rosy. Imagine a worn-out flat-screen TV perched in the back corner of a cafe in Queens. Below it, a couple is smoking a hookah together. They laugh. I'm drinking tea on the other side of the cafe, looking at my phone distractedly. The shop owner tunes to one of the local news channels. And suddenly, the laughter starts to fade. Now President Trump characterizes his ban on certain refugees, along with all visitors from seven predominantly Muslim countries from coming into the U.S. Keep radical Islamic terrorists out of the United States of America. We don't want them here. Our eyes are all glued to the screen as the unimaginable is announced. My tea is getting cold and my phone won't stop buzzing with messages. Mm. Mika, are you okay? 
That night, I light incense and collapse on the couch. I take a deep breath. The smell of incense fills the house. It is the same smell as in El Beit that is here now in New York. I call El Beit. They take a while to answer, but when they do, Abdu, Muna, Marzu, Dawlat, Sharif, Omar, everyone's faces light up on the tiny screen. Omar laughs at Sharif's joke, Gidda Dawlat can't focus her face properly on the phone. Abdu and Muna squeeze their faces together to fit in. Soon, more family members join in. Those alive, those long gone, and those still dreaming. I see my eyes in their eyes, my smile in theirs. They all say, See, mija, everything will be okay. God willing. Inshallah, God willing. And it would be. After all, I'm still here, aren't I? This podcast was produced by Studio Ochenta. Story by Rana Abdelhamid and Mona El-Bogdadi. Creative director and executive producer, Lori Martinez. Senior fiction producer, Maru Lombardo. Assistant producer, Zaina abuel Makarem. Associate producers, Rebecca Zaidel and Fadi Samitoson. Original theme song by Gabriel Dalmaso. Sound editors, Luis Raul Lopez-Levi and Maru Lombardo. Special thanks to Sadia Azmat and Alia Moro who advised us on the Arab-Egyptian Londoner experience. In English, Mihav was voiced by Rana Abdelhamid. Rana is also the founder and ED of a nonprofit organization called Malika, which runs self-defense, financial literacy, and healing justice programs, building safety and power for women around the world. You can learn more and support their work at malika.org. Our graphic designer for this season was Sebastian Marquez, and our social media manager is Lisha Lopez. This podcast is available in English, Spanish, and Arabic. You can find episodes from every version plus full transcripts on ochentastudio.com slash mijapodcast. Follow us at mijapodcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you like the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Pam, your host of Café con Pam podcast. Every Monday, you can listen to a new episode bringing the story of someone doing amazing things for the world. As you might expect, our conversations revolve around drinking coffee and chatting away about life and business so you can get inspired, motivated to improve your life and create your own change in the world. 
Café con Pam started because I wanted to hear the stories of people like me, the immigrants, the misfits, the rebels, and those who care about uplifting their communities. Expect to leave excited to take action, own your voice, and embrace your light within. I interview people of the global majority who break barriers, change lives, and make the world a better place. What started as a self-serving project is now home to the place where you go for uplifting messages, camaraderie, and joy. You can hear the voices of authors, entrepreneurs, artists, teachers, and everyone has a story to tell. I can't wait to hear what episode resonates with you. For all things Café con Pam, visit CaféConPam.com or connect with me at Café con Pam Podcast on all things social. Stay shining. Did you know that Mija has her own audiobook with exclusive and brand new material? It's called Mija Podcast, the audiobook an exclusive and never-before-heard collection of memoirs and reflections by her creator, Lori Martinez, about what it meant to turn her own migration story into a fiction series. When you get Ochenta's audiobooks, you're directly supporting our independent audio series productions. You can find it on Libro.fm, Apple Books, Google Play, Storytel, BookBeat, and on your favorite audiobooks app. Also available in Spanish and French.